Alright, so we're here for episode 3 of LOA Chats, the heart of the matter. I'm sitting down with CEO of Inspire, Wayne Zivinick, um, and we're pretty lucky to have an insight into the uh, mind of the founder of, and CEO of, uh, of the company, which has grown as one of Australia's biggest allied health companies. Um, so Wayne, the first thing I want to actually ask or talk about is that I guess in many ways the history of Inspire is a history of you. Um, and so where did you actually start? Like, how did you actually get into the industry? Where did you, you come from? Hey, brother. Mate, um, to be honest, um, probably started, like, right back when I was in high school. Um, uh, I'm 37 now, so obviously a long, long time ago. But, um, and I grew up in far north Queensland, so fairly, you know, country-orientated. Uh, and uh, we used to have to go through, uh, at least to call them, guidance counsellors so basically you'd sit with them and try and tell them what you wanted to do with your life and that would help you pick the right subjects at school and, and make sure that you're getting the right work experience and, and all of that kind of jazz so a lot of this was it dates right back to then um, I, I was fairly directionless I used to be pretty good at a lot of sports in particular um, football so um, back then I probably you know, trying to remember the mindset back then, I think I was probably more like, oh, I'm going to play sport for a living and, um, or if not, do something in sport. But um, the, so I was directionless in that sense. But the, the thing I kept saying to my guidance counsellor is I, um, I get great fulfilment and enjoyment out of helping other people. So I, I was kind of like leaning on, I forget the lady's name, but I do remember it was a lady. She was really helpful. But she, I used to just sit there and go, I don't know. I don't know what careers look like. I've never paid any attention. Um, it was a small town where I lived, so you know I didn't have a lot of exposure to a lot of things. I just said I want to help people, um, and I said the more people I help, the the more it makes me feel better. So you know she was, I was quite lucky. I was, I was pretty smart, so I had good grades and all that. So she was talking about things like medicine and doctors and specialists and all them kind of things. And I kind of semi agreed, but I just was just playing the game and going along with it because I had no idea. So. Like I chose all the right subjects, physics, chemistry, all your top maths and, and English and that, so that I, I had an opportunity to do them. But when school finished, um, I had no inkling to do anything like that. I actually enrolled in, in a business degree, which uh, lasted 12 months. I think I attended uni three times for the whole year. <laughs> um, didn't pick up my textbooks. I uh, got called into, I don't know what uni... Uh, you know uh structures look like i think it was the dean or someone that called me in and asked me how i topped my class and and got such good marks when i hadn't even picked my textbooks up out of the office but um i I found the business side of it boring to be honest and 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 quite easy and quite um pretty much common sense so i uh i dropped out of that and um and to be honest i was still in a mindset of playing sport and i love to travel so um, my mindset then was make some money. Um, I bought my first home at 19. Um, I bought my second one at, I think, 22 or 23. Bit so, easier back then, though. Yeah, it was a bit easier back then, but it was all relative. Like I bought my first one, um, and I think I was only earning about $48,000 for the year. So even though it was the the properties were, were cheaper, so it was my, my income. So um, back then it was a mindset of just. Uh, work, travel, set myself up. I don't know. I just had in the back of my mind that one day um, I would uh, I would actually get my shit together and 
decide to be an adult and I just wanted to make sure that I created a foundation so that when I did decide to do adult time <laughs> I could actually do uh, I could do what I wanted to do so you know I, I spent most of my 20s playing lots of sport um, at a pretty high level uh, doing lots of travel um, I think by the time I'd turned 30 I'd been to 16 countries um, I travelled all the way around Australia I actually spent 12 months swagging it around Australia um, in the back of a ute huh. just working and travelling and, and, and doing anything that avoided being an adult basically um, but yeah there was always this ingrained thing in the back of my head I don't know it's, I say to my team now I, um, I call it selfish me being 100% selfish um, tends to help a lot of people because uh, the thing that makes me the happiest is seeing the people around me grow and and prosper. Um, it makes me really happy seeing you know uh, young people come in under our care and, and just watching them grow, not just as practitioners and as professionals, but as people. Um, you know, watching young men and women join the team and and years later, you know, be in positions to to, to buy houses, to travel overseas, to. To, to get job opportunities, to get career opportunities, to get progression opportunities that, you know, they probably didn't even dream that they were capable of getting. So that gives me a lot of fulfilment. And, um, and that just started really awakening inside of me the, um, the opportunities out there to, to make an impact like that. So I started as a PT. Um, you start that? I'm hopeless with time, man, but I think it's probably about 10 years ago. Okay. Um, uh, unofficially so when I kind of finished my travel days and um, and I got back uh, to, to relocated back to Brisbane um, I was actually in the building industry um, and uh, and adult time come about when I got told I was going to be a dad and I was like <laughs> so that was the switch yeah, that flicked yeah I was like <laughs> shit okay that adult time that I've been thinking about for the last 30 years but I'll hurry up and and happened so I don't know it was it was just a, it did it flicked a switch in my head and it was time to grow up and it was time to 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 do something that um I suppose the driving force from that point was just always something that my kids would be proud of um the word legacy has always meant something to me um I learned that from my sporting days you know I I love hanging around older people I learned a lot from older people I want to say older people like um seriously older people like I love hanging around you know um uh, my grandparents friends and, and people that had um, achieved a lot my grandfather went to the war so I used to get a lot of enjoyment but a lot of learning from listening to him and his mates and just what they'd gone through and and just just the lessons of people I suppose that were there before us and um, and I love history and I think there's a lot of lessons to be learned in history and so legacy's always been a really big thing for me and, um, and I suppose I build that relationship with um, impact equals legacy. So the greater the impact you have, the greater the legacy you'll leave. Um, so yeah, there's no greater impact than, um, than helping um, humans progress. So I started out you know, training um, uh, some sports specific people after my, my footy days. Um, so just in an S&C style role and then started linking up with some physios and, and that um, in the industry and um, started learning, you know, rehab techniques and, and movement correction techniques and so on and so forth. So I suppose my early identity as a trainer was a, a blend between S&C and, um, and movement correction slash rehab. Um, 
back then it was, you know, the industry was still relatively new. Personal training was relatively new. Um, the degrees at uni back then were called human movement. Um, and uh, and um, I wasn't interested in going back to uni. I'd had that experience and it just wasn't for me. I'm not that patient um, to sit there for four years. So I, uh, I went and done a PT course and, and just basically spent the next couple of years really investing very heavily in um, upskilling. So massive believer in professional and personal development and upskilling. So I invested a lot of my own time and money into that um, to sort out some of the best people I could find in the industry and used to just spend a lot of hours, um, what we would call shadowing, um, just going to them hat in hand and, and, and taking any opportunity I can, watching them treat. So you just turn up and say, yeah. can I come? And- yeah, I just spend hours with them, days with them months with them um, working at the same time but early mornings late nights middle of the days whenever I didn't have clients just watching them how they interacted with their clients going out to you know sport with them and, and watching them just watching them practice and how they were um, building their career or how they were you know interacting in their career and I'm very much a visual learner so seeing other people do I, I learned a lot from that and um, and then um, I suppose the, the real turning point or the beginning of Inspire was um, uh, my, my second child was on the way and, and um, uh, relationship breakdown there. Um, so I um, had to go through, um, uh, you know, uh, a series of events that, um, that, that led to me, you know, nearly losing both of my children, um, one unborn and one um, two years old at that stage. And... There's, for someone who always wanted to be a father and someone that, um, you know, that's my main, my main motivator in life to just even think about or, or then really face the prospect of not necessarily having them in your lives. It made, made me really think about what I was doing with my life and, and who I was. And um, when you go back to that word legacy um, and sit there and go, shit, if, if I lose my kids right now and I don't have a relationship with them going forwards, have I done anything that they could look back on and they'd be proud of at the moment or what have I done to to leave a legacy behind and I was there was nothing really I thought I was going really well but when I looked at it from a much higher perspective I kind of went no way so that was kind of the beginning of Inspire at that time I was a PT at, at Fitness First I've been there for a couple of years going really good had a number of PTs in there working for me but that that event in my life was a catalyst to kind of make me I suppose enter adult phase number two where I thought I'd grown up but I hadn't um and and really you wonder how many adult phases you've actually got yeah yeah well if you ask my current partner she's kind of still calls me in the child phase but but um for the man I'm an adult we're going to run with the adult bit for this yeah 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 Yeah, okay yeah you you back me up yeah Yeah, I'm an adult yeah yeah sweet no stop listening (laughs) so the um yeah that was really the catalyst to go fuck what am I doing with my life and and get your shit together and that was the beginning of Inspire I realised that um while working in a commercial gym was great and it was a great foundation and I met some really good people and I learned a lot of great lessons and I had some really really good mentors I think I, I got a little bit lucky there uh, with some of the people I worked with um, you know I might not necessarily be um, friends with them today because that's just the way life goes but uh, I do really appreciate uh, at the help and the support and the, the, the education that I was given back then both positively and negatively I had some 
you know, I was on the receiving end of some very harsh conversations. Um, and uh, once again, through youthful arrogance, you know, you think you know it all and you think you're getting it all right. In hindsight, you look back and, and now realise that you weren't. But I, uh, I've always been a confident person. So, um, you know, I, I look back now and go, really, um, if I didn't go through them couple of years in that environment, I probably, well, not probably, I know I wouldn't have been successful to the point I am at the moment. So, started Inspire. Um, we really started out not much. Um, I left everything behind in the gym and, and started from scratch. We started uh, with a lot of um, outdoor stuff, a lot of uh, mobile home-to-home -home stuff. We pushed into the allied health sector. So, um, had a great appreciation and value for exercise and sports science and exercise physiology. Um, so, started linking up with uh, industry leaders there and then obviously started onboarding um, them professions into the Inspire um, team. Um, grew from there, started outsourcing to um, allied health clinics and medical clinics. Um, so started running you know, exercise physiology and sports science departments within um, allied health clinics. Branched out, brought dietetics into the Inspire framework. Um, was in, what year are we in now? 2017. 2017, so in 2015. Uh, we opened our first uh, mini clinic of our own so up until that point we'd just been leasing spaces in other clinics or in established clinics you know running departments or leasing departments and and occupying space there but we, we branched out and took on our our own clinic it was only uh, in uh, West End in Brisbane so it was only a very small clinic um, it was uh, it was in the upstairs part of a uh, of a rowing facility so it was Great a sport. hobby uh, <laughs> no, yeah, it, it, was, it was an upstairs department so that was our first venture also into physiotherapy so brought on uh, physiotherapy so we had sports dietetics physiotherapy, um, exercise physiology and uh, sports science under the one roof that, uh, that lasted for only a very short period of time the, uh, the rowing facility that we were working in conjunction with the owner of that decided to take a different direction in life and uh and close that down. Um, we didn't have a lot of notice for that, but we, uh, as all things inspire, jumped in the deep end and, and had a crack. Probably comes back to my uh, my zero patience, but uh, had a crack, took on a massive facility, a massive overhead, a massive debt, um, and a massive risk. Uh, it's been about 10 months since then. So we grew the team at that stage when we took on the facility. We had a, a team of uh, of three, four people working out of the facility. Uh, I think we now have a team of nearly 30 working out of that facility and have grown it to the point in nine months where the facility is at capacity and we've just had to take on a second facility, move administration offices and, and dietetics rooms and that out to create more space because we literally were knocking back work, knocking back opportunities, knocking back clients because we couldn't fit them in. Um, so that, that's been a pretty decent achievement in such a short space of time. Absolutely. Um, so as I said, just taking on a second space. Um, There's sort of one of the, before we get too much into yep. where it is now, um, and so we've been going from starting a business and it's basically you running sessions yep. and you've got you know a team of one or two or three yep. people to a team of 70 or 80 yep. and across you know southeast Queensland. Yep. How did you actually manage going from just being a, a personal trainer to managing people to owning a business to running a business to building a business what was yep. one of the things for you in terms of um, making that well I, have, I haven't had any formal education but I suppose um, I'm a big believer in experience and life experience I suppose 
with the the management and leadership side of it I'm lucky it it it, mu- it must come naturally to me because I haven't ever had any education around it but I've had a lot of life experience and my days in sport and stuff like that like you know I was I was captain of just about every team that I ever played sport in so obviously that's a leadership role from a very young age um you know, uh, I surrounded myself with a lot of, like I said, mature and, and elderly people. So I learned a lot of leadership and life leadership skills from from people like that. Um, and I'm a keen keen observer of things. So I'm the kind of guy that likes to sit in a lot of rooms, and I'm very happy and comfortable being the dumbest in the room. So um, I put myself in a lot of situations where I, I could learn and just watch and observe people that you know I looked up to. Um, I don't know, and, and like I said, I, I think it's just lucky. I believe a lot of people, most people are born with talent. Um, I was just lucky enough to, to find mine at a relatively early age and understand it and be happy and comfortable with that. Like, I meet a lot of people that are very talented and for, for some reason, and I'm yet to understand it. And guys, someone might be able to reach out and give me an answer to this, but I, I meet a lot of people that have, they're extremely talented, but they're extreme, extremely unhappy with the talent that they've been given um, and I, I don't know why that is but I was I, I consider myself very lucky with the the, the, the abilities that I was born with um, and very comfortable with those abilities so and one of them is leadership and management so that side of it was natural and it was just trial and error from there when I started Inspire I didn't necessarily have any grand plans I didn't I didn't have a business plan I didn't have a business strategy I just kind of I was still treating my own client list. I think I still had my own full list of clients up until I think I had seven or eight people working for me until I started um, reducing my client load. So I was just managing the business side of it and the the administration and the payroll and the books and the, the HR and all of that. I had uh, amazing support from my, my partner um, who's still with me today. Um, that's, that's my life partner, not business partner. Um, uh, so she was an amazing support. She was working full time herself at the time and just helping me out in her spare time, and which pretty much meant she had no spare time because I took it all up. Um, she ended up transitioning into the business at some stage. I can't remember when it was um, on a full time capacity. So the office was her and I, um, and and she stayed in the business up until fairly recently, filling different roles throughout the um, throughout the years. Um, Inspire wouldn't it's very simple Inspire wouldn't be here today without her Um, the work that she put in the sacrifice the the dedication um, she filled all the holes that I couldn't plugged all the gaps that I couldn't whether that be through time or through knowledge Um, so she she was a massive support and a massive uh, contributor to it all but yeah man there's there's never I don't know I I don't have a business plan in my head Um, I don't necessarily even know how I'm going to achieve something I just um, focus on what I know I can do well and and play within them parameters um, I'm, a, I'm a big believer in in knowing your limits and and I've been a big outsourcer too over the years um, if I'm not comfortable doing something or if I know there's people that can do it better than me um, I'm humble enough to, to outsource that and to pay someone else to do it. Um, I meet a lot of business owners that, for some reason, seem to think that they have to, or it's a they have to do it all, or, or that, that there's a, um, you know there's going to be a stigma attached to them that they're they're not 
complete if they're not doing it all. Um, I think that's silly. I think if you know there's someone better to do a job, to do a task or to fill a role, be humble enough to, to do that. I think if you play to your strengths, and every business owner has different strengths, I think if you play to your strengths and go all in on that um, and outsource the rest, I, I found that very successful. Um, and that's been one of the keys to, to, to growing is put the right people in the right places and recognising that, mm. under meeting people and understanding what they're talented at and trying to create roles in the business that allow them to do a majority of their their workload on the things that they're most passionate about and they're most skilled at. Um, I pride myself on knowing and identifying that pretty early on. Um, I don't think there's a whole lot of people in Inspire that ever really have to consume their day-to-day tasks in a lot of things that they don't really enjoy doing um i don't think that leads to success yeah so that that's been pretty much key is is being patient finding the right people and then designing job roles that allow them to um add the most value in Hmm. something that they're really passionate about um we might even we might pull up there because that's been probably longer than i intended but yeah pretty interesting stuff to do want to stop but um, we'll come back and talk again about company culture and about a bit more about Inspire as it is now, but that's right. been um, yeah, awesome. Thanks, man. Cheers, brother.